0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I believe
1: yeah,
2: me? Yeah, Blessing yeah, when the land is more As long as to sleep yeah, yeah, me? Blessing yeah, when the land is more cometsy.
0: Right, here we are again. Uh it's net Is it 27, Joel? Or 28? 27. 28, I think. 28. There you go. I've written 27 down, so I'm completely <laughs> wrong. Uh, so it's Shrimpnet 28 of the season, as usual. Thank you for the taking time to listen or watch, because we are on YouTube now, because Joel does a good job there. Uh, and with us this week, we are honored for the second consecutive week. We have our boardroom version of Deep Throat. For those of you who don't know, he's our undercover agent. Welcome, James Wakefield. Welcome along, James. That's
3: the worst thing you ever called
0: me, Dave. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for those who know, and I mean, you know, you know, probably, you know, if you ever watch, uh, you ever watch all the president's men, deep throat, you'll know who he is. He's he's our man on the inside, and making his second appearance, uh, and still our top scorer. <laughs> so we mustn't have upset him too much last time. It's a very warm welcome to Jensen Weir. Jensen, thanks Thank for joining us.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Right. Where do we start? As usual, Joel, uh, we talk about last Saturday's game. 1100 sold out at Fleetwood. Um, I watched it and I actually thought, I thought we, (laughs) part of our downfall, we probably had more possession than we've had all bloody season (laughs) and didn't make it count. But um, I thought we played pretty well, really. And obviously, it always looked pretty much like one goal was going to (coughs) settle. neither side created that many chances you talked me through your version
1: yeah I think uh, it, it was a weird game really because like you say we had quite a lot of the ball in comparison to what we usually have but we didn't really create a great deal of kind of properly clear cut chances and, and that was a bit of a, of, a, of a frustration especially considering that it wasn't like we were just kind of powering the ball around defence we were putting some nice little moves together But we just couldn't quite make that breakthrough in the final third. I thought Fleetwood's goal came just as we were starting to kind of maybe look like we might be picking the lock a bit. I think there was a little move that ended up with Jensen swinging quite a dangerous crossing. Uh, That had been a nice little kind of patient move around the outside of Fleetwood's box. And then they just hit a kick long. I think we've missed a couple of headers and... They've gone in and obviously uh Carlos has scored, which is uh, a little bit heartbreaking, but uh, fair play to him. He you know, he was apologetic. Uh uh got to say a quick I don't know why the hell people were booing him beforehand. It's you know, yeah, he's ended up at Fleetwood, but that's just how football goes sometimes. He's you know, he's Wembley hero. Also made the club a shitload of money. So what's not what's not to like? So uh but yeah. On the game, I think that that goal. I know we've we've hit the bar pretty shortly afterwards, and I think if that goes in, we're kind of back to square one. Fleet would have kind of come up, got to come out of their shell a little bit and leave a few spaces. Whereas at one nil, they can kind of maybe afford to be a little bit more conservative, have that extra man back, and just make themselves a bit tougher to break down. I think that that made it hard for us to get really get at them and create clear cut chances. And in the end, they're the ones who've created a couple of clearer openings on, on the break just as we've committed more men forward to try and push for that equalise and and that's going to happen that that's the risk that you, that you have to take sometimes but um uh, yeah just frustrating really that like, we couldn't quite find that big opening to get a goal there were some good performances i thought i thought arthur Huber, again was really really good yeah. i think he was a, he was a pretty key part in, in most of our good moves uh, you know, Jensen and 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 Crowley and Shaw—they were all kind of linking up really nicely. Did some nice stuff. Crowley putting a couple of people. He's the one who's done the cross for Mellon's header that's come off the bar. So there's some good stuff happening. It's just finding that little bit of ruthless edge that we that we had at the start of the year. We seem to have maybe just lost our way a little bit, but a little bit with it. But hopefully it'll come back soon because we, we we've seen the the players are perfectly capable at Perfectly capable of, uh, you know, putting putting the ball in the back of the net. So hopefully,
0: we'll see that a bit more again soon. Uh, and Jensen, the, the dressing room disappointed <laughs> in that because you put a shift in all of you.
2: Yeah, I think um, as you said before, I think we actually played quite well. Like in terms of with the ball, we didn't really have, as um, Joel said, like that that clear cut chance. Really, we just had a few near chances, but um, like I think. On reflection, we played quite well, but obviously the immediate feeling after the game was frustrating because obviously it's um, it's a local derby and we've essentially not come out with the three points that we needed. But um, there's definitely positives to take from the game, I'd say. But no, nah, the initial feeling was down, yeah. So.
0: I think it's a fair point that uh, <laughs> Carlos being the, the the Wembley hero, it was nice that he didn't actually celebrate. Um, just, just as a matter of interest, James, do you think the fact that we didn't have Cole and Cole is always a, um, he's always a handful for any any two centre backs? Do you think that affected it at all on on Saturday, James? I don't know. I think it was it was. Gen-
3: we <laughs> were playing away from home against an on form Fleetwood, who've been good for the last few games, and we went toe to toe with them. And if we got that first goal, and they'd have been chasing it, and it might be been us that got the breakaway chances. So it, I, I genuinely thought it was was quite a decent performance. Probably should have been one all. But again, it, it's whoever gets the first goal. The other team's got to chase it. And, um, and and to be fair, you know, Carlos Carlos took his chance well. And you know, we had chances too. So I I think it was a, it was a one-all game. Could easily have swung either way. I was pleased with the way that we kept them out. um when when we did open up and and, and had to come forward. so you know you don't want to lose lose away from home against Fleetwood. But it, it was a good performance against a team that's on form that's invested heavily. So I, I don't think there's anything to be to be too de- depressed about.
0: And I'll pick up on something that you said, Joel, there, which I agree with wholeheartedly, was that uh, I thought Arthur, Arthur was a threat all afternoon and carried the ball really, really well. And sometimes people, it, they're quite critical because they say Arthur has no end product, but what Arthur does is carry the ball and uh, he cuts inside and he creates space for other people. And it, it's it's taking people on, he's giving us gaps. And I thought he did that really well against Fleetwood, but that's my opinion.
1: No, I, I completely agree with you. I think, like like you say, it's not something that always kind of sticks out because he's not always at the end of moves. He's kind of in the middle of them bringing up the pitch a little bit. I think there's – I don't know if it's something in, to do with his, his kind of running style. He, he He's quite a languid dribbler. Uh, he kind of like glides around with the ball. So I, I don't know if people kind of ha- have a weird kind of link in their head making – that. That makes him think that he he's being lazy, but no, he's doing a lot of like carrying the ball at the pitch. He just you know shifts you twenty meters further forwards. He's he's good at buying a foul. He he can play with his back to goal a little bit. You know, take the ball in tight areas, just kind of maneuver himself out of them. And I think he's also building up quite a nice little relationship with uh with Love. I think over the past couple of games, what we've seen is Love does have the engine in him to really bomb on down the right flank and overlap. And that works quite nicely with Nahua. I think actually, regardless of what flank he's on, because he's quite two footed, which is another quite a good skill. He he tends to drift inside and look for that kind of half space. So that kind of that does open up that little bit of space for Love to push on the overlap. And I think if we go back to the Port Vale game, that's what's created our one of our better chances against Port Vale. Lot that was Love coming down the flank and crossing it back for Mellon. I think we've had another a few, uh, few openings, I know the crosses didn't quite come off, but we've had another few openings with that same combination so yeah, I think he, he's proven a really good threat, he's drifting inside a link up with, with Crowley and Jensen and people and yeah, I think he can sometimes go under the radar a bit, but I think when he's been on form, he's been a good player under both Stephen Robinson and, and now Derek Adams And uh,
0: Jensen, just a, a question for you, obviously I put it to James, you know, that, that missing Cole, obviously, you know, we, we play a lot to him because we play into his feet and he's a good target man. Uh, but young Michael Mellon did pretty well on Saturday and then obviously we lost him as well. And that's that's going to affect, you know, you, you're losing the sort of two main forwards you've got. That, it's, a, it's a tricky situation to be in, isn't it? But I thought we coped pretty well, really.
2: No, it is, yeah. It's, it's not ideal when you lose both your strikers, really, the guys that you want to put it in the back of the net. But... Um... No, I think we I think like as you say Arthur did really well on Saturday but um I think uh can about the um yeah but I think Arthur's been really good for us to be fair it's been a bit of a like a breath of fresh air really when he comes back in um but yeah I, I, as you say I thought we dealt quite well with Mickey going off um but obviously we didn't get that that chance but um I feel like we could still Adapt. We've still got the players to adapt to it, but um, obviously having two strikers would make it a lot better. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and the the one thing that did come across was that the Morecambe fans, uh, it was very, virtually like a home game at times, wasn't it? Because it was uh, the the the, uh, the crowd were pretty good, weren't they, James?
3: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, if you if you can't take that many and um, that many away fans to a, a ground like Highbury, then you are going to make more noise than the home fans. Um, the design of the ground and the fact that it's away fans and away fans always make more noise per head than than home. So it's really, really good, um, and and support right to the end, which is what we've seen actually in the last couple of games. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's, re- it's really, really, really good. It's it's massively important because you know we, there's no hiding from the fact our away form um, has been poor this season in terms of the results we've got. And we do need to pick up a couple, so the more of that, the better between now and the end of the season.
0: And uh, just a I <laughs> I know we like to come up with the odd stat here and there. The last time we scored away from home was Plymouth on December the 7th, that was last year, which is not a great stat, is it? Let's be fair, Joel. Yeah.
1: It was clear, yeah, it was quite a random goal as well. With uh, it was obviously the game is pretty much over by that point, and then sometime in stoppage time, suddenly uh. Anthony oh, O'Connor. Fuckers, yeah. yeah, he suddenly uh, <laughs> finds his dancing feet about him, and uh, it was. Yeah, really, honestly, he
0: really, turned it was, like Rivellino.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was some really kind of good, proper like striker movement, working himself a yard in the box. It was a, uh, it was really impressive and quite surprising, really. But yeah, it, it is, it is a bit of a concern the away record because I think we've got. Yeah, I can't can't quite remember all the fixtures we've got to the top of our head, the top of my head, but we are going to have to pick up unless we do something miraculous at home. Which, in fairness, we have been doing over the past few months. We are going to have to pick up a few more points away, and ultimately, you know, I back the quality of players that we have to do it. I don't know if it's just one of those little psychological hurdles that we've kind of maybe got, but yeah, hopefully, we'll be able to kind of overcome that in the next few weeks because. You know, it's a looking at the running. I think there are there are some games we can definitely pick up points from. So hopefully we'll be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at looking at the fixtures, and obviously, uh, you know, the Cambridge one away from home, the rearranged one on a Tuesday night. That's that's um, no joke. It is a six pointer because obviously they're going through a a really really poor patch, um, and we've picked up. And considering where where they were and where we were when they beat us earlier in the season, it's an important game, but. Shrewsbury away, not going to be easy. Barnsley away coming up as well. They're, they're both teams, both of them have been flying recently, and yet we've managed not to concede a goal against either of those two at home. So it's uh, it's getting to squeaky bum time, Jensen, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's, it's you know. I'm, to be fair, I'm looking forward to it. I, it's quite exciting for me, someone like me, you know, young. But you know, it is um, as you say, it can be a bit daunting when. Um, the games start closing, but now I'm looking forward to
0: it. It's funny because obviously we had uh, we had Dale on last week, our new media guy, uh, and it was interesting from the outside in. He said the first game he watched, he was just very, very aware at the age of the team, never mind the squad, the team that we we're putting out. He said, "There's there's a there's a, a lot of old heads on young shoulders there that have got." And it's a fair point to make, the fact that you'll be looking forward to it, probably Liam Shaw and, uh, you know, all the, all the low-knee lads, uh, Danelle and et cetera, all will be thinking, hey, she's great, I'm getting stuck in, I'm getting some great experience. Um, and I, I suppose, and I don't mean to be sort of disingenuous, but you've all got that situation where at the end of the season, you go back to your parent club. And I, I know you'll want us to still be in League One, but the other lads are all like, this is my... This is my livelihood. It's just, it's it is definitely squeaky bum time for them, isn't it, James?
3: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Again, I think all of us are, are, are quietly confident that we've got enough in us. Um, but it but it is, and and it, and it is for all of probably not just the, the bottom five, six teams. But there's there's a couple of others that could still get sucked in. There's enough games for somebody to lose a couple on the bounce and find themselves in the mix. Um, so so yeah, it, it absolutely is. Um, there's not a better, there's not a club in, in 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 England, frankly, that's better better at coming out of squeaky pump time, and um, the So um, let's hope we do it for um for the whatever hundred and twenty first time again.
0: I'm I'm looking at um, <laughs> this is an interesting one because we've managed to claw our way to be um, sort of there or thereabouts with MK Dons. And yet we've played MK Dons twice and managed to manage twice to make him look like Barcelona, Joel. So that's going to be an interesting game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one with MK Dons. I don't know if it's a bit of a hangover from last season because when well last season when they were unarguably very good, we struggled with them as well. So I, I don't know if it's something that may be another little psychological hurdle, a bit like how we used to have with uh with Southend uh, yeah. a, few, a few years yeah. ago when we just. They seem to beat them all the time. Well, we literally did beat them all the time, but they haven't beaten us ever. So, uh, uh yeah, I don't know what's what's happening with that. But it'll, it'll, it'll certainly be it'll be an interesting game at uh, Stadium NK because they've got the worst home record in the, in the division. Exactly, and we've, and got, we've the worst got the worst record. away record. So, yeah. <laughs> to give. that's a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. They'll, uh, they'll yeah, have to give. and hopefully, it'll be MK Dons at that point. But you know, we, I mean, we owe them one, don't we? MK Dons, it's about time. Well, yeah. actually, and more. Coming up even sooner, actually. We're playing an, another team that we owe one to in Cambridge. Yes. Uh, I'm not just saying that because Jens is on the podcast, but uh <laughs> 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 but you know, we've we struggled against them in recent years and well they yeah.
0: always get I mean, penalties against us, it just, like somebody falls over in the box. There you go, penalty on you go. We've lost two on away last two seasons to a penalty. Just saying. And then we've got Oxford, and Oxford have just sacked Carl Robinson. So Uh, They might have new... Is there such a thing as new manager bounce? Discuss. You might...
1: uh, You know what? It's a debatable thing, new manager bounce. But yeah, it's interesting what's happening with Oxford because that's really crept up on me because they started the season pretty terribly and then they got a bit better and then they've just dropped off a cliff again and obviously Robinson's gone now and you don't know what's going to happen there. Are they just going to drop off even further? Are they going to get that bit of bounce? It's kind of impossible to say that. They've not appointed anybody again, yet, have they? No. no. So, yeah, It'll be interesting no. to see how that unfolds.
0: But there you go. So we move on to uh, Saturday and uh, the unusual situation of a 12.30 kickoff. And I'll start with you, James. It's fairly obvious why the police have moved it to 12.30 after last season's fun and games, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think it's probably an, a, 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 an astute decision. Um, I don't think it'll make a huge, a huge amount of difference. Um, I think Bolton sold out their, their allocation in um, in 20 minutes or something ridiculous, as frankly, they always do, because um, yeah. the allocation is never going to be huge. for that fan base. Um I, I just think both teams are going to be massively, massively up for it. It's a big game for both. They're chasing, chasing promotion. Certainly they've got they're, they're a couple of games um, over the teams around them. So they haven't got games in hand. So they do need to keep getting the results to stay where they are. And obviously, we want and need the points. And this is the game all season that I want to win over any others. Um, and I'm sure that's the case for an awful lot of people um, associated with the club. So let's hope for a good game. Let's hope that we score two and they score
0: none. Part of me, Joel, now says that uh, the police have have, um, have decided it's going to be a 12.30 30 kickoff to. To stop people uh, imbibing alcohol, and I, I've just got this funny feeling that the early flyer can open at half 10 if it wants. Yeah, who <laughs> it's knows? that defeats to defeat the object, but you
1: know. yeah, who knows? Who knows how that's all going to work? But it, it will be an interesting game, actually, because I think uh, we've obviously we know what Bottle are, are, are going to do, they're going to want to keep hold of the ball and, and try and dominate territory. And but in doing that, they're going to leave spaces open that. As we've seen in recent weeks, that we've been able to really exploit against sides like like Bristol Rovers, for example, when they like to get men forward, obviously, Bottle be are better at it. But it's still those kind of spaces that they'll hopefully leave open for us to exploit. I think we look at the Fleetwood game last week when they got that goal; they closed off those spaces when we were when we were playing Forest Green uh, at home. They just completely shut off everything. They made it really, really difficult to get through them. But on the flip side, when you got Bolton, I think counter-attacking is one of our big strengths. Referring back to Forest Green, I remember Duncan Ferguson actually highlighted it before the game that it was one of our big strengths, and that's what they worked on, shutting down. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those where hopefully we are going to be able to find those moments where we can turn the game and hit them on the break and create those kind of better chances. But... And hopefully, we'll, um, you know, we've got the, squal- the quality in the squad to take it. But uh, I suppose actually on, on the early kickoff, going to Jensen, it, it, is that something that really changes much for you as a player?
2: Uh, just wake up earlier. To be fair, that's about it. But um, <laughs> early to bed, wake up early. That's about it. But no, nah, it, it doesn't really. To be fair, it's still a game of football. You know, like just gen- genuinely is just have to wake up a bit earlier. That's it.
0: Yeah, you, you probably get to go out for tea earlier as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, sadly do, not the night before a game, but
2: do, do, you have, do you have to do
1: the what was that Wayne Rooney tweet you did a few years ago, moaning about uh, having to have pasta for breakfast? Is it going to be a pasta <laughs> for breakfast one for you?
2: It'll be uh, something like that. Not quite, but something like <laughs> that.
3: <laughs> cornflakes, just stick with cornflakes. Let, let's just let's just hope for heavy traffic on the M6, so they literally have to get off the coach and start playing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that would be good. I don't know. I'll, I'll get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, mind you, so will Jensen. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So yeah, looking at looking at Saturday's game, it's interesting. Obviously midweek, uh, the Portsmouth defeat for Bolton three-one, quite a heavy defeat at the end. And Ian Everett was saying um, that they'd played Saturday Tuesday, Saturday Tuesday, Saturday Tuesday, and it was starting to catch up with them. Uh, And that is a fair comment. And, you know, I I can be critical of Everett, but um, he is probably right. But then again, they have only got like 40 squad players. So, (laughs) you know, um, you can complain. But, I mean, ultimately, that may well affect them. they they could be, um, if we get an early goal against them on Saturday, Jensen, you never know what could happen because they did, they went for it. Apparently went a goal down at Portsmouth and went for it. And that's how Portsmouth ended up You know, but Portsmouth under John Massino have been absolutely brilliant. So he's changed the way they play from the Cowley brothers. They're a lot less direct, apparently. They're playing a lot more football. Mm -hmm. And apparently they they just literally sat back at a goal up and uh, Bolton went for it and we caught them out. And I I thought straight away, that'd be ideal for us, wouldn't it, that?
2: No, yeah, it would, definitely. um, To be fair, I I don't mind being an underdog in games, to be fair. I I like it. I think it's... um, you go in with that no fear and n- n- nothing to kind of lose really. So, um, but it's going to be a big game. I think um, all the northern games are always massive, especially for me. You know, I've been at Wigan when I was young, so it's it's always a big game playing at Bolton. But now yeah. I'm looking forward to. it.
0: Well, I just I just hope from our point of view that we we can perform to our best of our abilities. I think you make the right comparison there that Bristol Rovers etc have come to have a go Derby etc they all came to have a go and we've managed to get pretty decent results against them and we know the way Bolton play they are a good footballing side they've got some really good footballers one or two tend to fall over slightly easily as we know but um, you know that is part of the game uh, I'm just hoping for a decent game and and you know if we, if we come out with something uh, it'll be well earned because they're they're top six
1: for a reason, aren't they, Joel? Yeah, oh, they're a good side. If you look at the underlying numbers as well, they're very favourable towards Bolton. They, they've created quite a lot. They've, uh, they've they've been pretty miserly in in their defence as well. So they are ultimately, you know, they, it can't be denied that they're a good side who generally deserve to be where they are on the table. But that doesn't mean there aren't like, we said, like you said, there aren't weaknesses that we can exploit, and uh, we know we're quite good on the counter. We know we're, we, we've been good at exploiting high lines, as, as we've seen it as Bert, Burton. Obviously, Bolton have uh, players better recruited to dealing with a high line rather than a 36-year-old ageing fullback who's too slow to play at fullback and a 36-year-old ageing midfielder who's too slow to play in midfield, which is what Burton had. John, uh, so... John Brayford, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry John Breford, good good player, but I'm not sure he's one you won't play the high line. But no. uh yeah, and 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 obviously they've got a keeper to deal with it as well. But you know, these are things we can ultimately exploit. We've seen us being able to exploit them before, and yeah, it'll be a tough game, it'll be a very different game to the game that we're gonna have on Tuesday, which I'm sure we'll come into a minute. Uh different challenges, but that, that that's kind of the fun of League One, isn't it? One week you you're scrapping against teams around your your end of the table who play a completely different way to teams who've got some more resources at the top end of the table. But that's that's you know, part of the reason why we like being in this league, really, isn't
0: it? It is. You're right. And uh, Jensen, have you done anything specific on the training ground or is it just the usual Derek things of let's just keep it tight and then see how we can break on them? Is it that sort of thing?
2: Uh, a bit of both, to be fair. We've, we've worked on... Um, staying solid at the back and then also ways for us to exploit them going forward because I think we've got a lot of quality going forward as well we just um haven't managed to find the back of the net as much as we probably would have liked but yeah we, we're all working hard in training um and yeah a bit of both really looking to keep the ball out of our net and then hopefully put it in theirs as well
0: and, and on that on that one uh I, I read an article today saying Cole Cole's in a race to be fit which, whether it's true or not, that it'd be nice to see him back. Because obviously, as I said, he I think he, you know, is much maligned his call for um, the simple fact that he hasn't had the season that he had last season. And obviously we know the reasons for that. But um, he does provide a really good fulcrum for a, a, an attack. And if you get the ball to him and surround him with decent players, it's a great way of getting up the pitch, James.
3: Yeah, and he's been created as well, I think, probably since mid-December or um, well, certainly since um, since the game against Agnewton, he's been creating space for himself and getting the ball and playing it across and creating chances. Um, and he does he does tend to take two or three players out of the game. I think ultimately whether it's whether it's Cole or whether it's any one of the other players who, who, who can play um, across that front line, we've we've, we've got plenty of quality. Um,
0: but yeah, he does he does offer something different, obviously. And uh, following on from that, we've got a, a completely different proposition on Tuesday night, Joel. <laughs>
1: Yeah, i will just quick word and call. Actually, Derek said that he's apparently in, back in the squad now. So, all right, that's good. Man. That yeah that, that, that's good news. But yeah, obviously Cambridge coming up. I mean, they're, they're a funny one, Cambridge on, on Tuesday because, as we know, that they, they'll play. They'll, they'll be a bit more direct. They're not going to try and keep the ball for as long as as Bolton will. And they're they're obviously quite. They use their target man in Joe Ironside quite a lot. I mean, I, I've been. Keeping an eye on Cambridge, obviously, over the past few games, and by quite a few accounts, apparently they've been been playing quite well. Uh, I don't know if anybody's watched the highlights of their game against uh, Fleetwood the other week, but they they missed a spectacular open goal in the last minute, a few minutes before Fleetwood scored. They uh they hit the they they hit the bar with a header. They missed a one and one early in the game. Uh, apparently, they were well worthy of their their win against Oxford the other week. So while it does look like they are struggling to kind of pick up results, and I think they probably will continue to, they, they are, they, they, you know, they've put in some good performances so we are going to have to be wary of that. But I think we, we've said so many times, the quality we've got on this squad, you know, like, I think, I don't think it's really, I'm not just blowing smoke up Jensen's ass because he's on the podcast, but I think this is probably the most talented midfield I think I've ever seen Morecambe have. <laughs>
0: But you mm. uh, wouldn't say that if you weren't on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but like, but so we've we've got the quality to create. So in many ways, there's, there's no reason why we can't go down and and beat Cambridge. I think, yeah, it's a big game. It's a big game, and I think, but like you so, say, you know, we've got the quality to do it, and I back the players to do it.
0: And uh, Jensen, it was um, bad timing. Uh, we were due to play them when we'd uh, we'd had three home wins on the bounce, uh, and uh, there was a huge huge social media backlash by many Morecambe fans saying this was a media conspiracy because they were crap and we were brilliant, and they've deliberately blown the roof off the stand, which I think is a bit a bit you know it's a bit far too to take it, but um, it was bad timing. We were on the. Uh, uh, there was a fantastic saying years ago that, that 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 Cambridge were on the crest of a slump, <laughs> which I quite like, and that we were on the crest of a wave. And looking at it now, we've perhaps dropped off a little bit, and they've got a bit better. So it's probably more of an even contest. But um from our point of view, you've just heard of, we talk about it. They've they've had a bit of um they've had a bit of a who on us at Cambridge. Uh, and uh, that was you setting that lucky goal up for that bloke last season, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is mad. How, um things change so quick, but now nah, it's it's a different type of game, as you say, um, compared to Bolton. But and they've got different ways of playing football. But um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say about the Cambridge game. It's just it's it's a must win. Really, they're all really must wins. But um, games like Cambridge, you go into with the the mindset of you really, really want three points. Um, But it's, yeah, everyone's looking forward to every game, really, in the change room. Everyone's kind of buzzing um, going into the final few games. So Um,
0: the move's still
2: good? Yeah, yeah, it's always... I feel like we've got a good group of boys, you know, we're always um, uh, positive, regardless of games. You know, it's obviously it's harder after tougher games and stuff, but we're always quite positive as a group and we all get on really well, so that helps um, team morale and stuff. But no, for me, it's um, I'm quite excited by the Cambridge game, you know, going back to Cambridge after being there last year. So um, I'm looking forward to it and um, yeah, hopefully I can put one in the back of the net as well. That would go nice. Well, I do I, just I
0: gonna,
1: be... I'm sorry, go on. I do just have to quickly ask, actually, if uh, I think it was Ben Warman, wasn't it, who scored that goal? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm presuming you probably asked him afterwards, uh, did he mean that first touch? Did he mean it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, to be fair to him, I think he did. I can't, I can't remember it was what he his said. But first
0: I... touch. It was his <laughs> it Knocked yeah. it over. His, and then he saw, it was a great finish, but it was his first Yeah, it was a good normal. finish, yeah. You know? No, no. Yeah, I don't think he meant but... to flick it up, did he? But the finish was great. Yeah,
2: yeah I,
1: no, I'm being.
0: That... I'm not being unkind there. I'm just thinking, no. I mean, God, if I'd have scored that at his age, I'd have retired. <laughs> 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 but um, it, is, it's, it's, it is, I suppose it, is it, is it right to call it a six pointer, James? The Cambridge game? Yeah, I think it is at this time of the season.
3: I hate it when people talk about six pointers in December, but, but we're in um, March now. We're yeah. In March, and we're playing against t- a team that's second from bottom, as things stand. And so, yeah, it's a six pointer. Um, I quite fancy it. To be fair, I I, I know what Joel said um, about them, you know, not being bad, but they've not been creating a huge amount of chances now for six six, six games. I was looking at the stats last time they had more than one XG was against Ipswich. Um, and so I think I genuinely think that we're we're we we're in a decent position, and I think they'll be more worried about us than, than where we are about that about them. And I'm pleased it's at theirs as well, even though our waveforms not that great, because it puts the pressure on them. You know, it, it stops them feeling like the underdogs. Um, so I, I genuinely think that we can go into that game with your confidence. And I like game which is, you know, they're they're nice people. Um, I think they run the club well. And They're one of those clubs that you sort of like. You, you you say, yeah, they're doing it properly. They're doing it sustainably. They're trying to compete in this league under their own steam, like we are. Um, but I really want us to win on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, and I, uh, you know, um, and it, I wasn't going to be greedy, Jensen. But I was, I was, you know, you were saying, that, I, I hope I can put one away. <laughs> I hope you put a bloody hat trick away, mate. Yeah. Me <laughs> <laughs> no, you
2: know, too, too. But, sure.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, and then, when you have scored your hat trick, take the ball and smash it through their roof because they've just repaired it. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, looking at looking at the uh, the season as a whole for you, Jensen personally, um, you've played just about every game. You've been a first choice, and obviously, do you do you sort of do you've you been based in the north because you're from the north and what have you. Do you look back at your parent club and think, "Good God, what's what's going on back there?" With like Potter leaving, new manager, and ins and outs and stuff like that, does that affect you at all? Uh,
2: it's it's in your subconscious mind a bit. Like you always, obviously, I'm a Brighton player, so I always pay attention to how Brighton are doing and stuff. But um, I think the best the best thing for me is to try and do as well as I can here in in order to enhance my chances at Brighton. So. I'm I'm focused on my job at at, at Morecambe, um, but obviously in my in, in the back of my mind it uh, it does play a bit of a role thinking about it. But I, I don't think managers leaving, coming in, signings and stuff, going to affect me really. I think it's more down to how I do really. But um, it, it is part. It's always a thought in your head. But no, nah, um, I wouldn't say I'm massively thinking about it. But I do. I, I keep up on Brighton. You know, I went to the I actually went to the game the other night. They played Stoke and the Cup. I went down, watched it. It was um it you know, to be fair, it, was, it wasn't the best game. Uh, I should have watched they the have better one them, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. they won, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it's a typical um Tuesday night stoke, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, yeah. it was good to go and watch them. Um I enjoyed it. And um, been, yeah.
0: The new guy seems to be doing okay, doesn't he? He doesn't seem to have changed much.
2: No, to be fair, they look like they're doing even better. Like, yeah. they were doing well, but they look even better now, really.
0: Yeah, and the, and, and they've got a, a big pile of money for Leandro Trossard as well, into the bargain. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it seems to be going well. But obviously, from your point of view, you, like I said, I alluded to, you played... Did you expect to come and play every single game? Because you have, virtually, haven't you? That's why you're still top scorer, isn't it? <laughs> no, it,
2: um. You never really know with a loan, really. You don't know what you're signing up for, really, when you join a club. But for me, it was just um, I, I just felt like I had to get out and try and um. Off the back of last season, I ended it injured, so it was um, a bit tougher going into the season. Really, I just wanting to try and find my feet again and kick on, really. And um, I'm really grateful that Mark would give me the opportunity. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed it. To be honest, I've I've loved every minute, every game, um. And yeah, I, I I'm very thankful to Morgan for bringing me in. Obviously,
0: well, worth that for for you, you to scoring all them goals because okay? <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be where we are. We them. Did you, did you? Be honest now. Did you expect to be in a situation where, as a centre mid, you're you're going to be you're going to be top scorer? Do you think that happened? Or and I know I spoke to you last time and said, well, at least the one thing you've got over your dad is you scored more goals in the league than he had. To <laughs> You know, did you ever think that that would happen? You know, did you see yourself as a goal scorer, the Frank Lampard or the Steven Gerrard, you know? Uh,
2: I've I've always wanted to add goals to my game. I've always scored, like, goals here and there. Like, I've never really been an out-and-out goal scorer, but I've always been able to score goals. So I think, like, over the last three years, I've always talked about... Not three years, the last, like, five, six years, I've always thought about getting goals. But I feel like when... Just as a, a development point, really, getting goals in your game is always a good thing for midfielder. So I I, didn't, I I can't say I came in and went, I want to be the top goal scorer, but I came in and I wanted to try and get some goals. So, um, uh, you know, the season's still not done as well. So I'd like to get some more goals, a lot more goals if I can. Um, right.
0: so you, you've got a little target in your head. I don't expect you to tell me, but that's good. But I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's quite nice when you, you've sort of set yourself a goal of, right, I'd like to get myself more goals. And League One... It's not exactly, you know, you're not gone to the conference and started scoring goals or even League Two. You're against some some big teams and big players, and you know, being the top scorer of Malcom, uh, you must be thinking, I'm doing something right here. I've got to carry on doing it.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, you. To be to be fair, I always go in the mindset of like you never really know what happens in football. Like you can can do one thing in one moment, and then it can change so quick. So, but no, I'm I'm quite um, pleased that I've got um a lot more goals than I did last year and the year before and stuff because that's something I definitely want to add to my goal. So even now moving forward, I'll always like hold myself to like, I'll always try and better how many goals I scored the year before, say next year. So I'll always hold myself to the goals I scored the year before and try and push on from that. So yeah, it's a it's a big thing for me.
0: So um now me being me, um um I'm I'm I've now turned sixty. And I'm I'm now playing walking football, and if I manage to score at walking football, the first thing I do when I get home is <laughs> make my wife switch the telly off and move the coffee table and go. You'll never guess what happened here, love, and <laughs> talk her through it. So do you do you get do you get the little remote and rewind your goals and say, "Here, Dad, this is how I did it."
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, if I started doing that, he'd he'd have something to say back. So. <laughs> Not, not yet. I haven't started doing that. But I give, I give like my brother and my sister, my sister and brother play football, so I give them a bit of banter as well. So I give them a bit, and then, um, yeah, so a bit of banter here and there, and then sometimes the boys in the car as well. I get a car into training, so with them as well.
0: Well, I, 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 if you've got it on your phone, you need, you need, <laughs> to be, you need to be pointing it out. That one, that little one too, with Kieran Phillips, and then you sent the keeper. Oh yeah, day. that was that. I mean, that was just such a quality goal from back mm-hmm. to front. That was probably one of the best goals we scored this season. But the way Kieranette went to shoot and then noticed you and nipped it you back and then you sent the keeper and the keeper went that way and you'd like... And I was like, I would have that on my phone. I'd be showing it people in the petrol. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> I think talking about goal, actually, I, I remember like I was telling somebody who was behind the goal and uh, he was saying that the whole crowd was just going, shoot, shoot, shoot. And uh, it kind of reminded me that I think there was a Graham Potter, obviously, from when he was still manager complaining about fans telling his players to shoot all the time. he's like, no, work it a bit close to goals. So was that going through your end at the time? No, we need to work this a bit closer.
2: No, it, to be fair, it actually wasn't. But I, do, I remember, what, I know what you're talking about. I've heard that before. Um, that, that genuinely wasn't going through my head. just felt <laughs> it was right to play a little one-two at the time.
0: <laughs> Good finish, though. Good finish. Mm, thank you. Joel, have you got anything for Jensen?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, actually, I, I was looking at the last time you came on here and it was before the Exeter game and I think we finished that podcast off with, uh, I think you three saying about there's a there might be a bit of a thrashing company. I think you've maybe been chatting to Barry Roach or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and it it took a few games, but it those kind of results did come, actually. It took, took three games until uh, Accrington and Burton. Uh, but... I don't. I wonder what your your take on that was, Jensen. When coming, obviously going into December, did you kind of feel that there might have been a result coming, and then when Accrington happened, it was, it was like, yeah, this is this has been coming for a while.
2: Um, it, um, I, to be fair, I can't really. My memory's not great, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think. What? Sorry, say, <laughs> you say that again. I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> lost on that.
3: Sorry. I love the fact <laughs> that the 21 year old's got a worse memory than the three old farts. Sorry, two old farts and Joel. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm an old fart in comparison. I'm 25, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, so obviously going into Exeter, uh, Freeze foretold a bit of a thrashing. Uh, that didn't happen against Exeter or Plymouth yeah. or Port Vale, but it did eventually happen. Well, not quite against Accrington, but then against yeah. the win game. So did you feel that there was a good result coming despite not quite managing to get the wins against, uh, Exeter, Plymouth and Port Vale.
2: Yeah. I think it's all, I, I always think like, it, like when you're in a bad moment, I feel like you're always going to, it's always going to change. Like, I feel like we went from like, so far we've gone, we've gone bad in that period. And then it went to good, like towards January, got a few results there. And then the away form, like the itch, switches, the derbies. That was the bad moment. And then, um, I think this, um, a lot more going forward into this, um the back end of the season. But yeah, as you were saying, um yeah, I felt like at the time that um a win was probably due. It was just a matter of time when we got it, really.
1: And I remember actually after the, the Port Vale game, I know uh, it it kind of wrangled with a few fans, but I th- I think he had a fair point, Derek Adams saying that he was really happy with some of the aspects of the performance of the Port Vale game. And w- Was that one that you kind of came out of thinking, you know what, there, there was good stuff here and then, Managed to put it to a bit more use against Zackrington.
2: Yeah, I genuinely thought we actually played some good stuff in that game. Um, Despite that pitch. that pitch. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I was just about to <laughs> say that like, that pitch is terrible. That's one of the worst we've played all season. Um, yeah, but uh, there the was when you watched the game back. There was actually moments that we actually did, had good things. I think Max, if Max scores the header at the back stick, then it's you know it's a different game. I think. Um, yeah, and yeah. As you say, like there's there was positives from that, and then um the Aki game, of course, yeah.
0: There's been yeah. there's been a lot a lot of times this season when we've had we've had chances, and within five minutes, if we haven't taken that chance, we've conceded. And I'm thinking like Lincoln City, uh, five minutes week, that would, Port Vale was about twenty seconds. Twenty seconds, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, it was one of the depressing to. moments it, I've ever witnessed in the. Point. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Because and. And that's the, the truest thing that that you know. There's lots of cliches about football, but goals do change games. And if we would managed to sneak a goal against Fleetwood, or equalise quickly against Fleetwood, or scored at Port Vale, they wouldn't have scored, etc. We could be in a completely different position now. And I know it's all ifs and buts, but it truly is only like the width that Kieran Phillips hit the post at um, at Lincoln, and uh, they went up the other end. Of the score. So it's like. You just, it's one of them things where you come down to it and you think, well, it is all ifs and buts. But then we've said this all along, James, and I know you agree with me, you make your own luck. And that's what happened when we played Accrington and then we played Burton and then we played Bristol Rovers in the fact that all the all the chances that were created that we'd missed, all of a sudden they started flying in. And like yourself and everybody else, played with a lot of confidence in those home games, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, we, you know, I think um, that's that's the beauty of football, isn't it? What's beautiful about football is also what's what's absolutely depressing about football. You can play brilliantly and lose. You can play 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 crap and win. And sometimes it goes your way, and sometimes it don't doesn't. And that's that's why Grimsby a uh, three to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. You know, it, it's not it's not just because Grimsby have played well in a few games. It's also because you know things have just fallen their way once or twice when maybe they wouldn't have done another in another in, in other circumstances. So, I, I I think that th- this season we've done incredibly well with the resources and all of the distractions and all the crap going on in the background. Uh, I think the squad and Derek in particular have done a brilliant job of, of just shutting out the noise and, and getting on with it. But I think down to th- as, as far as those fine margins are concerned, it's easy to it's easy to gloss over those times when you've probably got a better result than you you should have got, um, and it's really easy to get very frustrated and remember like distinctly those times when you. Really, probably should have got more than you than you did. Overall, I think I think you know we're probably we're probably we've probably got the right number of points overall. Um, and so it's it's really just about making sure that we do over the course of these next these next few games and we we stay where we stay where we want to be.
0: The only thing I'd say, and at, that at some point in the season, usually maybe in a forty six game season, you have one or two where you don't play particularly well. And you win, and I don't think—I mean, I've take that at Cambridge, but I, I'm just saying, you know, when we've we won, we've played pretty well Uh in the games. Yeah, I agree we're... with that.
3: I, I I agree with that, and and you know, the other the, on the flip side of that, it's not normal for a, for a goalkeeper to save like eighty-five percent of the penalties that he faces. No. that's not that is not a normal thing for it to happen in a season. No, but um, Connor's not normal. <laughs> no, he's
0: not. He's not. He's not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so i think what i'm i'm trying to say is obviously you know i i i have no expectations about performance from now till the end of season now i think we're all pretty much the same in the fact that even as a you know uh, somebody who's uh, in a main protagonist in the team you you take wins over performance jensen am i right
2: yeah i think so going into the running um i'd definitely take three points over performance but because uh, I think that's the most important really I think now going into the back in a season that staying up that would feel better than having a good game and going down <laughs> essentially I think I'd rather stay up so definitely.
0: Well I mean ultimately for yourself and all all the other you know like like Liam and uh, Danelle and Watsey and uh, Kieran Phillips from his point of view now he's He's coming through his injury and, and Michael Mellon you want to be able to put it on your CV that I went to Morecambe on loan and we stayed in league 1 because everybody knows you know you know we're not we're not you know we're not the biggest team in there and for us to survive in this league is definitely a win isn't it Joel
1: yeah massive i think uh, there's there's quite a few of us scrapping around the bottom and some similarly sized clubs and uh, and we've all got a big task on our hands but yeah, it's a big achievement staying up in League One for Morecambe. I think, like we've alluded to, with the off-pitch stuff that's gone on, I think with the fact that there was quite a lot of turnover in the squad. I think we've been unfortunate with with kind of managerial movements over the past couple of seasons. With obviously Derek leaving, and then Robbo coming on, and then Robbo leaving and Derek coming back, but having Robbo's players, and it's all been a bit, you <laughs> know, it's all been a bit messy and chaotic, and they're they're difficult situations to deal with. But to be in the position where we are, I know we're not out of the relegation zone by much, but we are out of it at the moment, and we are in a slightly better position than some of the uh, quite a few of the other teams around us. So, I think we've done really well, and I think we've definitely got enough left in the tank to see us over the line, and hopefully, hopefully, we can do that in, in, in the coming weeks.
0: Now, I was I was talking to somebody who shall remain nameless on uh, Monday night, and uh, they were telling me that. Uh, there's a there's a guy there who's a statistics expert who is well regarded, shall we say, uh, particularly by uh, teams in the uh, Championship and the and League One, and he's he his particular statistical angle is looking at lone players, and apparently, so so the tale I was told on Monday goes is that. Uh, Four of our long players are the most effective long players in the entire EFL, which is uh, reflecting pretty well on you. Uh, I said four, Jensen. I'm presuming you're one of the four. I says don't... Jensen's one of the four. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, know, I know.
2: Yeah, you've, you've gambled um, there massively. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I presume. Mean, I mean, you
0: know, now. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I, and this was given yeah. to me on 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 authority with, like, you know, yeah, he was. They were reading this article. Uh, I don't know where it was. It was online somewhere and they were saying, yeah, that that um there were there were so many low-nees and this guy had said, you know, the particular ones who were doing well were and there was a couple of teams and one of them was Morecambe and that four of the low-nees were performing uh well, you know, better than any other low-nees. <coughs> that, that's a double-edged sword. If that's true, that's a double-edged sword, because first of all, it's gratifying for people like yourself to hear that, that you're doing the job that you're supposed to and you're learning the trade. But it's also gratifying from a club point of view because that person is well-regarded by lots and lots of football clubs and they'll be thinking, all right, well, if that, you know, we look at Liam Shaw, we look at Jensen Weir, we look at Dinell, we look at Caleb, we look at Michael Mellon, they all got lots of minutes. They all got the experience that we wanted them to have. And that augurs well for us, for, for if we manage to stay in this league, for, for replacing the players that I've just spoken about because they'll all go back to the parent clubs armed with that experience and hopefully make them a better player and ho- hopefully we'll be in a situation where those teams will now say, right, okay, who do you want next time? We seem to have a thing with Burnley and Southampton at the moment, don't we, where we get people from Burnley and Southampton, whether that's Derek's or Greg Strong or whoever. Uh, but now we've got this thing with Brighton. So if we can have Alexis McAllister and swap you for him, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know it, it does all go well, doesn't it, James? Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I think you know
3: Derek's got a track record of doing well with um, with with low knees. Um We don't have a massive squad, so I think I think parent clubs know that players are going to get game time. Um, and Derek's got no compunction at all, with, with, or no issue at all with playing playing younger players. Um, and I think you know, given the situation we were in at the beginning of the season, and given how he did want to, and it was very publicly, wanted to, um, to to change quite a lot of the squad. I think you know, the clubs that, that we were going to um, in the summer and in, in January knew that the players were likely to get game time because Derek, you know, wanted people to fit fit his his, his style. But yeah, it, it does aug- augur really well. I think you know, I said a few times this season, the job that that, that Derek Gregg and the staff have done this season has been nothing short of, 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 of incredible. No, the, we, the names that have come into the football club, whether it be you know Premier League players and, and Scottish Premiership players coming in on loan, and then a couple of surprise signings, and suddenly Danny Crowley gets conjured up out of a hat in, in January. The, 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 the transfer um, work that, that Derek and Greg have done in this this season has been really quite incredible. It really has, um, and and that that shouldn't be missed by by people. Um, I know that, you know, it's it's boring to talk about budgets and I try not to do it, do it, but it's not easy to inherit somebody else's budget, to inherit a squad of players that you want to change and not have the flexibility and still manage to bring players in compete every single Saturday and Tuesday. Uh, so I, I do think I do think an incredible job has been done. But it all goes well for the future. You know, I, I remember the days when our loanees were not playing and it was like, well, what, are we, what are we doing paying this person's the salary? they are literally sitting on the bench, or worse, not even sitting on the bench. The last couple of last two or three seasons, we've had fantastic performances from Loney's, um, and 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 they're getting better and better and better.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've. I, I would go as far as I don't think we've had a, a better crop of Loney's than the ones we've got now. Well, but, we got, you know, we have got,
3: we got yeah. Premier League Championship <laughs> and Scottish Premier League players. That, I mean, that's that's the reality of it, and and yeah. and it's it's incredible. It's it's it really is just top quality footballers.
0: And obviously, you know, Jensen being top scorer is sort of like, you know no pressure mate no pressure mate. so moving on um finally James have we got anything that we got I'm not going to ask you the question that I ask you every week because nothing's happened this week with Saab so I'm not going to ask it but anything happening uh, uh that you can tell us from the boardroom wise or um I, I, we've got we've got have we got a women's game coming up at the at the Mazuma soon we do and i wish i could tell you which it is but i haven't got it sitting in front of me but no, then i'm sure it's with that but i knew i know it's
3: coming up but I no we, know. we've we've not just got one we've got a few um yeah. and and again when we when we had um becca and sophie and, and and nick on a few weeks ago i do urge everybody when 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 those those get published and people know when they are to get down to as many of those games as possible not least because it'll be easy to do it'll be a and a good thing to do on a sunday um, but yeah, it, we've, got, we've got a number of games coming up. I think the only update is everybody's doing a really good job at the moment of, of carrying on. And it's not just, you know, keep calm, carry on. It's, it's genuinely keep calm and keep trying to improve things. And I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody from like Rod and Graham and Ben and Mick through to Derek and Greg and, and John McMahon and the players and the staff. And then every single person that works at the football club. It is not easy for all of the people who really put the hours in at Morecambe and really quite put, put themselves on the line to do it with um the, the distraction and with the uncertainty that's been hanging around in the background now for months and months and months and everybody everybody to up to a man woman has has done incredibly incredible hard incredibly well to to just to just keep going um and to to to, to ignore the noise so it like i i absolutely appreciate that there'll be fans who want us to win every win, win every saturday and there'll be fans who who get frustrated with performances and there'll be people who who wish that things could be you know better and wish that we were in the, the other half of the table but to, to for the club and for all of the staff and the players and everybody's associated with it to be doing as well as it is despite that noise in the background it, it's not a normal achievement it really isn't i, ju- I just urge everybody to appreciate that um, whether it's, you know, somebody you standing behind the bar on a Saturday or serving you a pie on the Berlin Wall or whether it's, um, you know, the players the players who, who, who cross the line. It, it is quite incredible what's being achieved at Morecambe, despite the distractions in the background and all of the, the uncertainty
0: Um that support, really. I, I actually thought, yeah, listening to you then, when you started off on... I thought you'd won Potmaster because you were doing the uh, yeah Uncle Jack Fred Freedom from work Steve everybody who knows me and I'm like whoa <laughs> but you know I get your point. Um, anything else? Once one quick thing,
3: Jensen, will you ask your dad if he remembers Alan Ray because Alan was the physio at Hearts when your dad was at Hearts? Oh, my Ray. he's my Alan Ray, he's my father-in-law, and I, when I last chatted to to you on this. I thought, shit! I forgot to ask. <laughs> so, when, when you when you see your dad, ask about Alan yeah. Ray, and I I imagine he'll probably chuckle and say, "Yes, I know Alan." It's been quite a nice way. Right.
2: No,
0: I will. I'll I'll let you know when I do. All right. Well, he'll, Jensen will forget. No. Um, <laughs> Jensen hates me now, and he's never going to come on again. Don't blame. <laughs> <me. Nah. laughs> no. No. Joel, Joel, what have we got from the trust? Anything or nothing? <laughs>
1: yeah uh we we finally got the uh the full details of the racing night that we're going to do on good friday after the plymouth game at the club so that'll be uh that'll be 7:30 after that game uh we're looking for race sponsorship either from firms or individuals uh they get and from that you get the name the race and all eight horses for 25 pounds we'll have a bit more detail on social media and how to do that uh there will also be a video disco on the night and it'll be hosted by a local radio DJ. So yeah, if you can come down to that, if that's your kind of that's your cup of tea, then obviously do come down and hopefully with another another good night. Well, on, the time, time.
0: on the <laughs> second take, that was really good, but I have to point out it was the second take, because you're gonna edit the first <laughs> yeah. one out. So I've, I've now got to point out that you did that well second time. I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. Yeah,
0: well <laughs> that's uh, that's us just about wraps up for this week so uh as usual i've stopped giving really really crass useless predictions and i'm not going to ask you to give yours i just hope uh the bolton game goes without an incident and we get something from it and uh obviously no pressure jensen just expect a hat trick from you at cambridge but there you go you know there you go thanks for joining us jensen it's much appreciated it's great to have you on um you need a bigger telly just you know just telling you <laughs> uh, uh james do you want to do you want to plug your new sweatshirt because they've come in the shop i've bought one and i'm not wearing it till saturday but show us your new sweatshirt i love the badge on the top the original shrimps badge from the night early 1990s that even 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 my wife likes this and she yeah. admitted it before before she realized it all. Hmm. i i i went into the club shop to do something else and I ended up taking one of them home. it's fantastic so there you go joel thank you very much for uh your usual questions you you managed to only only mention stats once this week so i'm disappointed so this That's has fine. been 28 apparently so it's 29 next week i'll remember that honestly thank you for listening or watching on youtube join us next week when we'll have another uh more illuminating guests while me and joel just talk rubbish thanks for listening